Good evening from Atlanta and welcome to the Game Publisher Debates, sponsored by the Your Private Information is for Sale industry. It's being held here in the Money Makes Everything Okay Theater on Google's campus. I'm Pal Wahoo from Volpine News, and I'm going to be moderating tonight's debate. The participants are Ken and Brandon. Gentlemen, do you believe that this is the golden age of gaming? I absolutely do. Who are you people? What are you doing in my living room? Welcome to the Lunch Crew Gaming Podcast, found at the web at www.lunchcrew.org and wherever fine podcasts are steamed. Now, gluten-free. Hey, guys. Steam? Are, are you Steamed? exhibiting a preference for a uh, uh, content delivery mechanism that now uh, <laughs> EA, EA realized that they like money over principles? You know what? I've I've known about that for a while. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, it's it's they're trying to get Star Wars to as many people as possible. Uh, yeah, they like money over principles. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What are we talking about? The new Star Wars game, Jedi Order, or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, that part I got. Uh, that's gonna be it's gonna be on Steam. Uh, okay. guys, two things that we have not been doing in season two. Oh, well, what is this? One thing, one thing we didn't do last week, um, which is our contractually obligated blood and bacon reference. Okay, I thought we, we did though. Last week? Was it last week? Was, sure we missed we did. it. We we'll have to. Hey Wes, uh, let us know uh, if you could pull up right here what we said last week. That'd be great. Um, and uh, and if we didn't, you know, just say uh, take this part here. We didn't say anything last week. And put it back over there. That'll work fine. So, um, the other thing we haven't done since the end of last season is to uh, reference uh, a, a small indie game um, about... We, we just uh, talked about Blood and Bacon. We did. Yeah, I'm not talking about Blood and Bacon. I'm talking Sorry. about an even smaller, less well-known one. Uh, the Division? We already, no, we already talked about that. <laughs> we talk, yeah, not The Division. It's Zelda. We haven't been talking about Zelda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we haven't done the toss out. For no, that, but so. we 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 might not have talked about it, but we did reference the game um, multiple times. Yeah, we have talked. About, we actually, yeah, as opposed to just saying Zelda and moving on. Yeah. Um. So we, I just want to give an update. I got the uh, Zelda Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. and have not played it since we last talked about it. Did you say <laughs> Link's Awakening? Links. Link. Okay. I think I figured it was Links. Waking, you know, but for, that's to me, it came off as links. <laughs> second like, time today. Like, is this a Tootsie Roll it. ad or something? What's going on yeah. here? A three. Um, three. That, that, as we go through today's recording, uh, let's keep a count of how many times Ken mishears something. Oh, this will be awesome. And he puts it into an annual. All my meat space point. friends make fun of me for, about it, too. And uh, part of it is... Old age? Yes. Um, probably. But part... <laughs> Part of it, it's one of those things that uh, concerts. I mi- I misheard a thing, yeah, and and vowels too. That's the other one. Um, Your vowels, vowels. Yes, that definitely is something that happens as you get older. So yes, you're not the only one. Don't worry. Oh, I, I worry was not the emotion I was feeling. <laughs> good to good to know. I have uh, people I can rely on. So. Oh yeah, we're there for you, buddy. So how have you guys been? How, how's, what have you been doing in the gaming for the last week or so? Uh, Any new games or are you just back to the old standards? And Anything you, anything you talk about, Brandon? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, you probably can talk about something. Well, um, a game, uh, let's see, I've played recently, uh, what is it, Death Stranding, which I fucking hate. <laughs> I, I can't hate that game more. I hate that game. I, I want that game to burn. But... Other people like it. Anyway. Have you played uh, the truck simulator? Uh, no. No, I have not. European truck simulator 2? Why, why would I play truck simulator 2? Well, because you played Death Stranding, which is basically truck simulator without the trucks. Yeah, well, really? <laughs> yeah. essentially you're, you're a delivery person. You're just walking around oh. with shit on your back. You're, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a horror. Oh, my God. <laughs> I... <laughs> So it's actually a New York <laughs> courier simulator or something? Uh, yeah, as, yeah. I, as I understand Without it, the bikes. <laughs> you also have to load balance because if you fall over... Mm-hmm. You're yeah. kind of screwed. It is a terrible... Like, like, there are people that genuinely... 
enjoy the game and like the the combat systems is it's fantastic combat wise it's great um graphics it's beautiful it, the story is fucking weird but the mechanics yeah the game itself to me i i just i cannot stand it i can't play more than 10 minutes of it before i'm like i want to pull my hair out again this this basically from everything i've read online you either love it or you hate it and there's yeah. no in between there no yeah i'm definitely not in the love it camp yeah. <laughs> i'm in the fuck this game this is and stupid and <laughs> that's the thing there's a lot of reviewers who do like it and there's a lot of reviewers who don't like it and the ones that don't like it are looking at the ones that do like it and going they paid you to be like this didn't they? <laughs> I don't think they paid them. I think they, you know, people genuinely like it. I don't, every, everyone has a, a different take on certain things. Well, what's pretty cool is Kotaku, the website, uh, posted two reviews, one of which that absolutely loved it, <laughs> and one of which that just took the absolute piss out of it and just tore it up left and right, made a, uh, it was a, a video recording, but it's a Hideo, Hideo Kojima game. Did you see that he said from here on out, his studio will only be making movies? That's fine. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, he can never make another game. Like, I, I'm okay with that. Because Death Stranding He decided he wants... He likes cutscenes so much, he'd rather just make an hour well, and a half cutscene. The game or... is a bunch of cutscenes. There's yeah. a shit ton of fucking cutscenes in that game. That game is terrible. Uh, that's, uh, Death Stranding is just terrible. Oh, you're still, you're still going yeah. on Death Stranding? <laughs> yeah. um, I want to play... <laughs> I want to play... Uh, um, what is it? Red Dead Redemption 2? Because it's on PC now. Oh, yeah. Yep. Dude, but at the same is... time, mm. I'm like, eh, it's a cowboy game and I'm not really into it. Yeah, and it's not a fast-paced game. It's not a walking simulator. I mean, it is a riding simulator. I loved my time playing that game. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. I'm waiting for it to fade enough in my memories to play it again. Oh, my God. What a fun game that was. And, of course, it's Rockstar, so... There is so much hidden stuff in the game where you just have to be in the right place at the right time. And it is, it's amazing. And that alone, I mean, there's so much lore. You know, if you play the straight game and you never deviate from your path, you will run into some stuff, but there are things hidden in the map. Like there's a dude that's living in a tree. Okay. Just randomly in the middle of the desert somewhere. You have yep, to find just him. in a tree someplace. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Like there's an empty town that you can walk through it and you get hints of what happened and and you fill in the blanks for the story. That kind of brings me into the next game that we were talking about previously, and I'll just touch on it real quick. I played Outer Worlds. I liked it a lot, but it left me wanting more, as I told Ken. The problem that it had is that it didn't have enough hidden stuff in it. There was a lot of hidden stuff, don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't enough. It didn't flesh out the world enough for you, right? So It did, but then I was left wanting more of that, more okay. of the dystopia. It is by far the best Firefly game ever made now brandon you came in and you said that it is the perfect game to be the start of a series and you're absolutely right i cannot wait to see what else they do in that, that universe i'm just glad you're saying absolutely again absolutely <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You, you took a break there for a while so absolutely i do suggest people play it i don't know if i suggest the full price but if it's at sale anytime pick it up play it it's gorgeous 95% of the time, it's hilarious, very dark humor. I played the goody two-shoes with strong moral background. That's another game. I'm going to wait for it to fade a little bit before I jump back in uh, and play slightly different. So um, I would love to say, Brandon, play Red Dead Redemption 2 mm -hmm. because of just how much I loved it. But then again, I don't know if you'll like it. It makes sense. I just, I just kind of want to play it because, you know, it's not that that is popular or anything like that. Just that it's like... Something to push my system, and I don't really have a game that'll, like, bring my system to his knees. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. That'll Even if you hate the game, get it anyway. That way you'll have an excuse <laughs> to upgrade. Exactly. There you go. Uh, and I've heard that the 2080s can't run it on full, uh, on, on maxed out 4K, so, you know, there's that. But there's, there's also Call of Duty, which none of us play, I don't believe. <laughs> nope. None of us play it, but... Um... Mike has been playing it, and he's he yeah. Loves I mean, it, so. that's that's another game that I was considering. Uh, I did get a copy of uh, what is it, uh, Breakpoint, which is famously now known as the game that broke Ubisoft. Wait, what? The game that broke you? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have to go into this because uh, now I'm curious. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm out of the loop on this one too. 
I'm like, so, wait, Ubisoft is failing? Yeah, uh, actually, they are. They they oh, are. Um, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. okay. Okay, I do know. They a are about off. This. They are off about ninety percent of their um, what what they expected to make. They said that oh, wow. they're off about ninety percent because of Breakpoint. Yeah, yeah, and they've got everything gambling on Watch Dogs Three, and what's the other one? The next uh, um, Assassin's God, Creed, or no, 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 some Gods and Monsters or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I've that heard of that Zelda like yeah. game. Yeah, yep. the yep. the one that I'm actually really really interested to play that. Um, so far, is it out? No, no, no. It's not. It, it, that's the other thing. All of their games got delayed because of Breakpoint. Because Breakpoint failed so spectacularly, it pushed back all of their releases till next year, like yep. next year wow. and the year after. So the common term is fucked. I, I the only reason why I heard about this is because I read something that says like Ubisoft now you have to go to in front of a committee and explain why your game idea is a good idea, which is a fucking brilliant idea. You should have done that in the first place. You know, the the sad thing is when I played Breakpoint, I was in the beta, the alpha, the pre, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Breakpoint is the Tom Clancy game. Yes, it's it's not a bad premise for a game. How they approached it and the things that they did messed it up. And how they how they basically didn't listen to the people that are like, listen, this is what we want. Because, you know, those people have been saying it since the you know pre-alpha and all that other stuff. Like, no, 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 don't go that direction. This is what we want. They just went full steam ahead with their vision. And I, I can respect that. But they went full steam ahead with their vision and didn't listen to the any any of the people that were actually going to buy the game. And they just they just ruined it once they announced to us that they were oh yeah we're not gonna have AI companions and we're just like no 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 you don't understand people hate other people we don't want to play with anyone else give us AI companions and you will have a semi successful game and they decided no and uh, here we are <laughs> wow wow they've 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 fucked up royally if we had been able to talk to you while you were under the NDA and if we'd been able to get your take on it then. We probably would have been able to realize, hey, here's a fan for this style of game who's just not finding it at all interesting yeah. to be to be playing this game. You enjoyed, what was it, Wildlands? Oh, yeah, I loved Wildlands. I was okay with Wildlands, but I didn't, I, it didn't call to me like, say, uh, Division 2 did mm -hmm. to really jump in and play. But for someone who is like these games are made for, for you to be like, yeah, this isn't cool is a huge thing. That is extremely interesting that a Tom Clancy game, which is usually a license to print money, was so badly done and nobody listened. Wow. Remember, we did talk recently about The Division 2, about everybody going, oh, no, 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 you got to be this way. And then they did listen a little bit, you know, after they were saying, no, no, no. Now they're like, mm -hmm. well, maybe we'll do that. I would hate to be a developer. Oh, I would too. Absolutely. Either that or uh, the community, um, what are they, the community managers? Oh, managers, God. Yeah. Those guys have the worst job in the world. <laughs> Good community managers are worth their weight in gold. Bad community managers are everywhere. <laughs> no, I got to say, EA has a community manager who is just unflappable. After the whole pride and accomplishment thing on Reddit, which was the most downvoted comment ever, this person has reached out. Every interaction I've seen them has been like, this is somebody who knows what they're doing. Or this team of people under this one account is right. somebody that they are informative without being condescending, listening to people. You're right. Community managing. It's like IT. Why are we paying you if everything's working right? And if everything's working wrong, why are we paying you? If you're a community manager and would like to be on the... Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, just let us know. Uh, we'll give you a copy of Blood and Bacon and uh, have you uh, on to talk with us about it. So this week's homework... To answer the question, what is the perfect day of gaming for you? This would actually be a good thing to hear from our listener base, because I think this is a lot of us all agree on, but I'd be curious what some other perspectives are. So. Yeah, what the slight changes in details would be. Um, yeah. Wesley answered it first, and I think he pretty much nailed most of it right on the head. He said that a perfect gaming day would be cold beer, no fire calls, a decent story progression in the game without dying too much, and a game that eats up the day without you even noticing. And depending on the mood of that day, an all-day gaming session with friends or a quiet day of solo gaming. To which Ken said... To which I said, uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with that. So, <laughs> yeah, Except I don't get fire. fire calls, I get... <laughs> well, you work in IT, there are fires that you have to put out. No literal fires. Well, it's kind of the beauty of my job. If there is a literal fire, there's nothing I can do. So I just don't care. 
that's not my department. That's very true. <laughs> oh, that's right. You work for let, the government. Let me know when it's done, and uh, you know we'll start rebuilding after that. So mm-hmm. let me know when yeah, it's safe. It, yeah, <laughs> but it is literally a decent game. Uh, not necessarily a story progression. If it's a story-based game, then yeah, a decent story. Not dying too much. You know, not frustrating, but. Time passes without noticing. The game was so good. You were so engrossed in it. Now that I'm an adult, it's all of that. But I didn't end up shirking any responsibilities because of my engrossment. So, Yep, fair enough. Brandon, what do you say? A day where I feel like gaming, actually. I have to feel like gaming in order to have a perfect day of gaming. There are some days when I just am sitting in front of the computer and I'm just like, yeah, I don't feel like doing anything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you on that. You you stare at your uh, Steam library and like, I got a lot of games. Don't want to play a damn one of them. Yep. Yeah. Yes, and indeed. Yeah, I completely understand. A day when I feel like, okay, I'm going to devote, you know, such and such amount of time to this and I can do it. And that's, that's a perfect day for me. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, they're not that often. I mean, there are days when I can game, days when I do game, but not days when it's just like, I need to play. <laughs> I'm playing and I hate every moment of it. If y'all please... Um, I believe we just talked about Death Stranding, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, good point. Very good point. Seeing as how I needed to play that game <clears throat> for reasons and hated every minute of it, that's one of those things where it's just like, you know what? The sad thing is, after a session of Death Stranding, I did not want to play. I like, I was like, I, I'm going to bed. I, I can't do this right now, or I'm going to go sit on my porch or something. I just needed to get away. I, I'm going to go shout at the neighbor kids. That'll make me feel better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I've, I've had games like that I, where I install it, play it for 10 minutes and be like, this is not only do I hate the game, I hate my computer and my life is ruined. It's just, I've been there. So, okay. Well, for me, I've been playing multiplayer games with my wife. And I've discovered uh, that's a lot of fun. You discovered that she's better at it than you are. <laughs> she's different. She has different priorities when she plays. Okay. It's, it's, I wouldn't say she's better at it. She would tell me that, you know, oh, obviously you're better at it. I'm going to tell you right now, I used to play multiplayer games with my kids, but I don't anymore because Owen has completely surpassed me in ability. It's rough when you get shown up. <laughs> and he's like, come on, dad, uh, you know, this is this is nothing. What's going on here? Oh, headshot. Sorry. <sighs> and I also got to toss in that being last, I'm very lucky because I can pick from everybody's answer and say all of the answers are pretty much accurate. There are days when you just don't feel like it, you know, uh, as, a, as an adult. And we'll talk about this later. But as a kid, man, thinking that I don't want to play computer games or Nintendo that's that's just outrageous. It's it's the equivalent of uh, eating cake or pancakes every day, you know. Exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Or ice cream for breakfast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, this is not bad. I'm with you on this one. What do you? This is the, the, too much of a good thing. Is that what we're going? Unrealistic things of that we think are good ideas as young young people. No, I wanna I wanna ask you a question though. What kind of games are you finding that are are good to play with like your your significant other here? I'm playing uh, Borderlands uh, with her. Okay. We have played console games such as uh, um, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time Continuum, which is a little indie game. Um, we've played Little Big Planet together. We've played the Mario Brother World games together. Oh, I'm just curious. I know. mean, we we both know your um, wife and and met your wife. She so. loves Smash Brothers. I, She's like I, nuts about I can Smash see that. Brothers. Brothers. But now recently it's the Borderlands game and Borderlands 3 is not much fun by itself. With multiplayer, holy cow, it is a lot of fun. It is like ridiculous fun. So what do you think is the best cowboy game? Red Dead, Borderlands 3, or uh, Outer Worlds? Oh, Red Dead. I mean, that that game, I almost cried at the end of it, at the first ending of it. Is it cry in the my definition of crying where, you know, it rips your heart out and shits in the hole? Or is it... Oh, yes, the... Uh... Walking Dead Telltale game. Oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah. To me, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. very similar. Wow. You That says a lot. You you work very hard with the character, you know, whether you, you're going to be a heel or you're going to be a face, whatever. Rockstar did such a terrific job on about 98% of the missions. No matter which way you play the character, they still are effective. And and then the antagonist the, just is such an awful ass. And then there's an God, yeah, no, that that one wins. Okay. That's the best Just cowboy game. Universally good writing. Okay. Yes, and the acting, the voice acting is very good. And, you know, it's a game where I would happily just load it up and go fishing all day. But but can't you? Yes, yes, you can. But you don't. 
I, I'm guessing. I don't because there's always something to do. My wife, she loves games where you can fish in, which is one of the reasons why I was able to get Link's Awakening because you can fish in it. <laughs> and uh, she loved uh, Final Fantasy 15 because you could go fishing it. And uh, that's probably the hardest fishing game I've ever played. It is a true work of art. Is it uneven? Yes, but it's designed to be because that's the way that's the way life is. And uh, there are scenes in it that i'm like okay there this pacing is fucked up this just this doesn't this shouldn't be here at the end of it yeah it that alone because like i said that first ending i just i was just like oh my god for me i played the first red dead redemption which is actually set forward in time and so you know i'm like all right well how is this gonna all fit together and of course it telegraphs how it's all gonna fit together and and it's just that sense of impending doom like, because you know it's going to happen. You know what's what the future is going to hold. And you're like, how do we get there? You know, even talking about it, I'm obviously not over it yet <laughs> to, to do a playthrough. Yeah. I mean, that that you know that is a ringing endorsement. The story's I, great. I may have to pay. I may have to pay for it. <laughs> you may not enjoy the gameplay. The first section, it made me want to throw the controller. But it's a great way to get the mechanics because everything is slow paced. Looking back on it, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I have to hope somebody hasn't hacked into my uh, GTA account, my Rockstar account. Well, don't forget, Rockstar has their own launcher now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go to our first break to get to hear from uh, Nordable.com, our uh, (laughs) audiobook VPN solution. And uh, we'll see you after the break. Do you find sometimes you need privacy when reading a book? Sure, we all do. <laughs> what, what the hell is an audible VPN solution? Nordable. 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 I'm making fun of the sponsors that you'll get on YouTube all the time. NordVPN and Audible. Yeah, yeah. Today we're going to talk about uh, what what excited us as kids uh, in video games. What the whole process was like for us, you know, back in the '80s and '90s when we were little ones. Uh, why that set us onto the path of video gaming that we're on today. Uh, would anyone like to jump in? No. All right. You would. Right now. <laughs> right now. I'll jump right in. See, I hated video games when I was a kid. Completely didn't didn't enjoy them at all. I wanted to be outside playing with you know my friends and riding bikes. Uh, you know, all that stuff. But my parents forced me to sit in front of the TV playing Atari games. Yep. Yep. You, you, you know, yeah. you say that, but I kind of wonder sometimes with the lack of Hulk going outside and playing, you know, the, we, hey, k- hey, kids, go outside and just come back before the sun comes down or come back for dinner. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder if that's effectively what's happening. So uh, what, what I really liked about gaming as a child, I don't know, part of it, I think, compared to gaming today, is the lack of things like uh, real-time ray tracing and, you know, four, 4 million gigapixel flop rendering and whatever is, there's a lot more imagination involved. So everything, like the classic example would be like adventure, right? Literally squares on a screen and you're looking at like maybe 64 by 64 gra- kind of graphics. It was terrible. I made up for it with imagination in my mind and, and ended up being exciting and it's not because there was like a great plot, but it was, hey, I'm imagining this is going on and I'm filling in all the details by myself. So by them not explicitly explaining everything to me, I'm creating this whole backstory, this whole environment and, and I'm just kind of fleshing it out. So like when I was a kid, man, that was that was probably a lot of it, I think. And I'm done, so I hope you guys are still in the <laughs> well, microphones. No, no, yeah. so. it's it's a really good point. I was just complaining about the Outer Worlds not having enough to show me. But not only did it have enough to show me, it excited that part of my mind that you're talking about, that, that okay, I want, right. I want more of this. I like the world that you're you're presenting to me. I want to know more about it. Yes. Kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, so that that's good. And yeah. there is a point where we sit there as gamers, we fill in the blanks. And we've done that so much that when it comes to a new game, we fill in the blanks with just very basic amount of information that's given to us. 
And that's we've talked about that, where that actually leads to complete and utter disappointment when the game comes out. Oh, yeah. Death Stranding, for example, not just because you hated it so much, but because, you know, it's Hideo Kojima, who is a gaming elder statesman icon icon yeah 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 so we get all excited about what he could be doing and we find out it's a a, a postman simulator with some weird storyline attached to it yes not to be confused with postal (laughs) postal uh postal is a game that is ultra violent however you can succeed and play it without going ultra violent however it's extremely hard and it was the most successful in my opinion video game to movie crossover because it was exactly everything it needed to be. It was just over the top and it, it, no apologies. It was just crazy. And you're like, what's going on? It doesn't really matter. But to be fair, Postal was a good game for that option as well. So I still do not forgive the friends that made me go see uh, In the Name of the King. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the, the actual video game series. That was based on the game? Yes, it was a top-down Diablo clone. Yes, uh, but it was also an Uwe Bowl franchise. And I'm just like, I'm watching this in the theater and I'm just like, what the dungeon siege yes it was the dungeon siege movie oh my god the people that yeah. were in that movie jason statham lily yeah. oh no. john rice davies rod perlman and ray Liotta. i am 100 percent convinced that that movie was explicitly made to give all those people a romanian vacation and employ <laughs> as many romanian prostitutes as possible in imdb the rating is 3.8 out of 10 yeah a man right good it was not a man named farmer man named farmer because in the dungeon siege game a farmer i don't know if they actually give you a a name but they probably do but yeah so now they just named him farmer because you know uh that makes sense (laughs) matthew lillard was in it really there's a lot of big names was in it i paid movie theater prices to see that movie I'm so sorry and for you. This came out in 2008, and you're still bitter about it. It was that bad. I understand. Mm-hmm. You do, because you played Death Stranding, apparently. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. <sighs> well, what uh, excited me about games as a kid is um, hold on. I'm still, I'm still, still reacting yeah. to. to yep. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, no, we, you can, re- you can, can re- react, react why Brandon yeah. uh, explains his view. Wow. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm good now. I got the last <laughs> wow out. Um, I just, I just enjoyed playing games that uh, my brother hated. My older brother liked the sports games. I liked the role-playing games. And he, he hated them. Well, did you do that explicitly to spite him? Uh, after a while, I did, yes. Okay. Um, and then I got into uh, strategy games. Once I got into computer gaming and he was still on consoles, we just we just went our separate ways from there. <laughs> but what excited me about it was, you know, I could, in an RPG, you know, I was that character. My imagination just put me into that place whether i was killing slimes or not and it was it was just a lot of fun i completely understand that there was a game when i was a kid called wizardry oh yes I yeah, remember yeah. Wizardry. it was the first one set from my perspective in a tiny little window you could see the maze you're walking through and yep. oh my gravy that was just amazing and it was so complicated it was it just wow at any given moment you could die you know based on <laughs> the turn you made yeah I completely understand. And it's it like, wasn't top of the line by any stretch of the imagination. Well, no. it was top of the line then. Yeah. Um, but that and that but that style has been semi reused in a whole slew of games of that genre. Oh yeah, like, I mean like even Bar- Bard's Tale did Tale. it. Yep. yep. Uh, the Gold Box games did it somewhat. Uh, you know, Legend of uh, Grimlock most recently. Games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Gold Box games were a series of D and D. Uh, licensed actual TSR licensed uh, Forgotten games. Realms so, and uh, yeah, Curse um, of Azure Bonds, yeah, Arena, yeah, Daggerfall yeah. Arena. Wait a minute, what? Yeah, that was yeah. Bethesda. Well, yeah. yeah, well, that that well, that took that little screen in the corner and then made it your whole window. And that, yeah, that's true. That by but the that way, was like one more generation, a couple of years later. Daggerfall yeah. Arena is the largest video game, like the the biggest map size the video world. game. Yeah ever made because it was huge now granted it, that you could actually it explore. was empty it was yeah it was, <laughs> it was empty, totally empty. Yeah. random random attacking and stuff like that but yeah you could go anywhere on that map and they have yet to get anywhere near the size i remember picking a direction and just going in it yep. and like apparently missing every single town that there was <laughs> for like a few hours i was just like you know what i'm just walking in the middle of nowhere in the woods i'm gonna restart Pick the same exact freaking direction. Missed everything. <laughs> this is the stupidest game. 
Could it, <laughs> couldn't you like randomly get jumped by like werewolves yeah. in the night and contract lycanthropy and stuff though? Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. To go back to, to to what you said, yeah, absolutely. To be able to sit there and feel like you yourself are in the game, mm-hmm. that was it was amazing. Uh, when- yeah, and I think one thing that you know they they couldn't do photorealistic graphics back then, so they just yeah. kind of did what they could to give, you know, it, it pushed the capabilities of the equipment at the time. So you're like, okay, this really looks like a three-headed ghoul in the original wasteland game even though it's you know ega graphics and you know i only have 16 well, colors and one of them is cyan yeah um <laughs> look you know at, stuff like that look at uh sierra with king's quest and and, and oh space God, quest, quest and police quest you know remember how we've <laughs> talked previously about like the best audio and i i did talk about uh, a lucasarts game but you know what just started playing in my head? The Space Quest theme. It's been 30 plus years and I'm still got this song stuck in my head that played through a little piezoelectric speaker that basically was. Oh, yeah, it sounded like crap, but it was amazing at the time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I don't have Sound Blaster. <laughs> See, now that's that's the thing. We look back, say we go back to Unreal Tournament, the first one. When at first came okay. out. No, no, let's let's bring it back even further. We go from Doom, which was very cartoony, to okay. Quake. So sharp, so realistic. Look at the bump maps. It's it just and now that would fill up like uh, a twentieth of my dis- my current display. Yeah, like running that at max resolution. See, uh, uh, with Quake, you can you can you know change that now. Now you can get Quake in uh, uh, Quake RTX. Yeah, yep, and and see it with in all its glory. But my point was, at the time, it mm-hmm. was amazing. For me, personally, at the time, I did not have a graphics card uh, that was powerful enough to play Quake in all its glory. You know what? My local Goodwill has a couple of Voodoo video cards. Really? Mm-hmm. You should actually so, buy them and drop them on eBay. I was yeah. looking at it going, okay, I'm not really sure if this is what I think this is. So uh, if they're still there, I'm, I'll go back and pick them up so you could you could play that. Because uh, I feel terrible you not having a video card. Now I've got a video card for it. <laughs> oh, see, now this is why you have this issue is, is yes. the uh, is I the couldn't fact get it before. You couldn't get it before. And you will never and you know, be at that level of computer poverty ever again. Yes, and, and I made one mistake. Actually, multiple mistakes, but this is the one that sticks out in my head. <laughs> right? When right. Morrowind, when Morrowind came out, do you remember the oh, yeah. frantic nonsense that was going behind Morrowind and how the yeah. water looked and people were going ape shit? Oh yeah, about the water. Yeah, you had to have a GeForce. What was it? A GeForce Two card, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I went out. And I was like, I'm, I'm going right now to buy a GeForce Two card. My stupid ass bought a GeForce Two MX card. And I've been was that, kicking. Was that the uh, gimmick that, version? Oh yeah, the what version? Okay. The MX. So, so for those of us who don't necessarily remember, what was the difference? Well, one could do the the real-time water effects and stuff like that. And one, although it shared the same name, had the same memory capacity and all that other crap, couldn't do any of the <laughs> shit. So it was just okay, in, that's the MX. In name only. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And okay. and I bought the MX because I was like, oh, it's like forty bucks cheaper. Why don't I? Why don't I just buy this one? Oh yeah. You, I now yeah. understand why you're like, nope, not going cheaper. Okay. All right. <laughs> exactly. I can, um, I understand. I was I was so angry, but um, unfortunately, I should say it still played the game, so I, I couldn't think of a good reason to return it, and until it broke for mysterious reasons. Can't say much more because my wife is actually in the room. Oh, 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 okay, all right. (laughs) That's a throwback to to the first season there for those of you that have been long-time listeners. You can go back and listen to all the mysteries. So Um, one of the things that I loved, absolutely loved, was getting the game and the ride home, opening up the game, looking at all the stuff that came with it. and The books. The books any extra mm-hmm. stuff like like ultima the ultima games you would get like dice and a cloth map and oh yeah uh, you know, yeah the cloth yeah underwear yeah. I, don't, I don't know it was all in you there. didn't get it no no underwear well maybe um, maybe that was just <laughs> a special edition i got richard Garrett. just for you just yes. for me you and, yeah. you and richard are so tight so that we share yes. the same undies yeah yeah the only disappointments was atari games for me they never really had anything exciting in them Go ahead. Uh, I was actually uh, just looking up because I was trying to remember an, an old Atari game. 
franchise that I played and I remembered it. Sword Quest. Did you ever play any of the Sword Quest stuff? No. Nope. So the it's a, a whole saga in the train wreck that was Atari in the early 80s. But Sword Quest, the, the executive summary was Sword Quest was a series of four games they're going to release. And they actually had a contest. So they if you solve the game and you solve the riddle and you mailed them, mailed Atari in the correct answer for the riddle, they would invite you to play a, uh, a competition version with the other finalists to play a customized version of the game. And if you were the first person to complete that version of the game, they gave you a real world prize. And this is actually like a big like internet mystery thing because the prize for the first one, Earthworld, which was actually awarded, was the Talisman of Penultimate Truth was an 18 karat solid gold disc studded with diamonds and birthstones of the 12 zodiac signs, Jeez. along with a miniature white gold sword set set atop it valued at the time of like $25,000. <laughs> and then they did it again for Fireworld for the Chalice White, which was a goblet made of platinum and gold studded with diamonds, rubies, sapphires, pearls, and green jade. So that said, the first two prizes, they actually did that as expected, but the third one was when Atari was going downhill. So it was like a big debate and, um, you know, uh, the Franklin Mint made these high value prizes and there's some mystery about what happened to the other ones. Uh, those actually came with like a comic book that you had to read to learn some of the mysteries, the puzzles and stuff like that, which was not that common in a lot of the Atari games since you were mentioning it. I, That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, the Ultimas all came back with they had little miniature figures. They had all this other kind of stuff. And a lot of the other games did that at the time. But the one I remember was uh, when I bought the Wasteland game, we went and ate somewhere else in the mall. And the only thing I could do then was like, I'm not going to open the box. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to read the book. There was probably eight stories interwoven in that. And only one was the actual game story. And the other like other ones were just kind of like random stories that are semi, you know, understandable as plot, but not the real plot. And it was so, so well written. But a lot of games were like that because they just had technical limitations. Right. That was the reason why they did it that way was uh, we want to include this supplemental material and we don't have a good way of presenting that to you in the game due to these limitations. But that really kind of enhanced it. The Sword Quest stuff came with a video, you know, uh, a comic book. The The Wasteland came with a storybook, kind of. Uh, some other games still today come with like, a, you know, a comic book in the collectible edition or whatever. It is. Uh, if you if you manage to get a physical copy. Well, or if you just pay them enough money. Yeah, true. I've got a bunch of physical copies because, I, you know, I'm a console gamer as well. Even then, you don't get a lot of stuff. Uh, even if you pay the 90 bucks, all you get is digital things that you can get. Well, yeah. Not, yeah. And now, sometimes so. the stuff that you get is not that great, i.e. Fallout 76. The bag. And the helmet. And the other helmet that poisons you. Yeah. But that's near the end of there. The big thing <laughs> that I have is I have a bunch of metal cases. Like lunch boxes, metal cases? or Cases that you put your games in. Metal cases. Yeah, yeah. It comes in a collectible game tin or something like that, right? Yep. Something like that. Yep. Yep. Again, kind of cool. See, the the biggest thing that I remember was, um, I want to say Civ 2 came with this massive book with like histories of all of the different civilizations that were in the game. Civ 3. Civ 3. It was, oh, yeah, because I still have Civ that. 3, no, Civ 3 came with it also. Because I, I I still have that one, and Smack came with it too. Oh yeah. God, the one from Smack was ridiculous. That's uh, Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. Yeah. If you don't know what Smack is by now, see your local drug dealer <laughs> for the wrong answer. <laughs> Those of us who know what Smack is and and what it means don't need to be told it's Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri because we're like, oh yes, yes, because it is like literal Smack. Yep. In the wor- in in the best ways. Yep. I can say yes. Yep. Because I remember losing a weekend to that game. Like, in a, uh, a blink of an eye. Yeah, in the blink of an eye, like I, like waking up, not waking up, but realizing that, oh shit, I gotta go to work. And looking around and seeing piles of Hot Pocket empties and, and little plates that I made food on, just thinking, what the hell happened to my fucking weekend? And the other thing is, is that <laughs> you resent having to go to sleep playing a game like that. And that, yes. that is the yes. amazing thing about what, what I'm talking about here. I love that, that moment of, Oh God! Why can't what, I just stay up turn. a little longer? Yeah, I miss that. There's not many games like that. There's almost no games that'll do that to me now. <laughs> now I have to go to sleep. <laughs> I will say Red Dead was one of them. Yeah, but yeah, there there hasn't been a lot of ones uh, that have just kept me awake. And uh, now, if we would talk to my son, he would be like, "Yeah, you know, there's a couple of games. You know, Destiny Two. He really enjoys that style of game, and he'll be like, "Oh my God, it's four o'clock in the morning. I meant to go to bed at 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. 
some of that happens anyway because you know you get involved in a quest and you're just like oh yeah 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 and then time passes oh yeah world of warcraft not counting mmos because honestly mmos they're designed <laughs> yeah they're just exactly um but for for games like smack you know the background information the book the the map of the or one of the map of the many worlds that you play in all the, all that stuff in the box <clears throat> not like a collector's edition just like regular edition you know you bought the, I think it was what, 30 buck version and you were, you were golden. Now, a modern game that does that pretty well for its strengths or weaknesses, doesn't matter. But one that does a really good job of keeping everything into, into the game itself is the Assassin's Creed story. But I, I, hate I, I, I know, I know you don't like the, the <laughs> gameplay, but I really like the idea is that as you find things, and as you explore things, they've designed it in such a way that it's not like, oh, I got to go to this menu and I got to do this. I gotta, like, the, like the new civs I've done with the Civopedia. You know, yeah. I mean, think about think about how hooked I was into Division, the first one. I'm not talking about Division Two, and how much I was like every little tidbit of information regarding the story I needed to have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I completely I, immersed myself in that game. That was it was fantastic, but at the same time, it was kind of a waste of time. Uh, did you have fun? Yes, I did. Then there was no such thing as a waste of time if you had time. time. Okay, so as we also got older, uh, getting our hands onto the demos from like. PC Gaming Monthly or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was nothing better than getting that disc, which had, I don't know, anywhere from three to 20 games on it with just a little snippet of whatever it was that you could play. That's something that's missing. To that, try out a bunch of games. Yeah, there's no demo anymore. I guess actually now it's uh, yeah. early access, but, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but there you are a couple places yeah. that still do demos, but that it is very rare, yeah. Yeah, I so. mean, nowadays, demos come out after the game's been released. Yeah. Yes, generally, yeah. Uh, the the one I remember was uh, I was in college and Diablo came out. And you could only play Till the Butcher, which I think is the first two levels. Something like that, yeah. But there was a way to hack the demo to go past that third level. You could go past it, but you couldn't get anything else, right? Yeah, it was the same level of stuff that you'd find on the second. Yeah, you yeah, you, you to... weren't really progressing. You were just kind of keep playing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, the, they had other... Which was other... Still good. yeah. It was, it was, oh, we were just so craving that game. But there's something I truly miss. That is one, being able to sit uh, cross-legged uh, in front of a TV for more than 45 minutes without my whole bottom half falling asleep and my feet swelling up to 17 times their size uh, and play a game for more than four hours. Uh, it just, I miss that, you know? Um Granted, I don't miss the 17 or the 21 or the actually probably 14 inch TV. <laughs> that you had to sit in front of it and squint into. That was probably irradiating you to death. No. <laughs> you know, where you could see each individual pixel. Uh, but I really kind of miss that. But at the same time, you know, I don't think I would trade to go back to that. As awesome as it was to grab a game, say an Atari game that had some weird box art that really had nothing to do with the game you're playing. <laughs> bringing it home, popping it into the console and being like, I don't know what I expected. Was it good? Was it bad? Didn't matter. It certainly was just a mystery that it was going to be to the point where as as the Internet grew and as as information, you know, magazines and whatnot grew as the whole idea of gaming grew to get more informed, um, to be able to buy the right software and hardware as opposed to an MX, um, you know, <laughs> it, it it's it's been a real fun time growing up with the gaming industry because I think, I mean, we've talked about it. We've sat there as, you know, the three old guys on the porch going, well, you know, back in my day, we didn't sit there and have a hissy fit just because they didn't design something the way we thought it was going to supposed to be. You know, we didn't, we didn't have any expectations. We just, we played what they gave us and we loved it. <laughs> God damn it. Sometimes the game actually broke. Yeah. We, and we wouldn't do anything about it. We, we had no idea if the game was going to be any good. We just were happy to be able to play the game, to pop down our 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks and be like, oh, great. Now we can we can load up Steam, take a look at it and say, oh, blood and bacon. I wonder what that's like. Watch other people play. Yeah. Worry about giant game industry. Reviewers. We can see, you know, we can see lifetime if it's been positive or negative, if it's been negative for the past couple of weeks because of something the company has done. We have information at our fingertips. And that's great. That said, I mean, I don't know whether this is accurate or not. So I'll speculate. Did the barrier to production of a game back then mean that they were generally probably a little better 
you didn't have to worry about the whole <laughs> no. didn't really work at all games. I mean, no. I don't think so, but no, no, because because look at the shovelware that came out with the Atari. I mean, that exactly is what destroyed yeah, the where they came out with everything. Well, every no. every system had crappy, crappy, crappy Nintendo games. had the seal of Nintendo quality. Yeah, that didn't mean that this that the game was good. I am only going to say this. The game Athena had the seal of Nintendo quality. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember Athena and you hating it. No, no, no. You loved it. That's right. You loved it. It was the best game ever. So Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 2. Does that have the Nintendo seal? Uh, no, no. But man, if it could be played on the Switch. You never know. They're they're doing everything. Again, I miss the, the wide-eyed enthusiasm. And I miss the idea of having tangible things in our hands. But you know, the thing is, is that I just went through my my basement. The games that I love are all, all you know, all the extra stuff that I have, Fallout, whatnot, are all up in my display cases. The mm. games that I enjoyed playing but don't care about the extra stuff, they're all in a big box in my basement here. You know, I've got manuals from Atari games, Nintendo games, PlayStation games. I've got Diablo boxes. I've got, you know, all sorts of different stuff that I'm just like, wow, I probably should throw these away. But yeah, you literally <laughs> moved that cross country. So and they came with me. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because you couldn't throw them away at the time. I, I, I can't throw them away now either because I, <laughs> that's a history. They don't make shit like that anymore. So let me but ask I'm not this, ever going to look at it again. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Uh, I've, I've tried to adopt that if I don't look at it. It's if I know like, I'm never going to look at it, then do something else with it. The, the Marie Kondo, if it doesn't make you happy, get rid of it. The, the, the other thing is it's like leftovers. You know, why put leftovers away? Because you're just going to throw them away in two weeks anyway, right? So uh -huh. I should Which be is why you that. should just eat them right then. Either eat them or throw it away. Anyway, so Patrick, since your son, probably more of a bigger gamer. I would say so, yes. Do you find that he has that same wide-eyed enthusiasm towards games he's playing? So is this just nostalgia for what we had available to us at the time we really liked because that was all we could get and it was awesome? Or is there something else there? You know, that's a, that is actually a terrific question. I know when he was a kid, he had that wide-eyed enthusiasm. He loved getting, you know, a SpongeBob game for the Xbox or a Scooby-Doo game. That was just so exciting to him. As he moved up and got his own job and was able to purchase his own video games. I don't know if he still has that. There have been a couple of times where he and I are like, okay, new game coming out. Like uh, for, first and foremost, uh, wow. Classic came out and his, his yep. group of guys, he was very excited about that. And then of course the whole um, waiting in lobby game happened. And there was another game that he was so very excited about that. He waited up all night for. Um, so yeah, there is still some of that. I'm not exactly certain if he still feels it to the same way uh, that he did as a, as, as a youngin, you know, what's interesting. I was super excited about the outer worlds and I'm very happy that wide eyed enthusiasm was there waiting for it because that game was, it hit all the right spots and any, any complaint I truly have about it is okay. This is great. All right. I, you gave me what I'm looking for. Where's more. So I guess, I guess thinking about it, and this is, this has been since we started talking, even before we started recording, you know, I, I, maybe I'm talking myself into liking the game a lot more than, than I'll probably enjoy it. Uh, my second playthrough even more than my first playthrough, but yeah, I, I still feel it. Control was another game that I, I truly, that was a game that I, yeah, that was a game I couldn't put down because I wanted to know what was going on next. Yeah. I, just, I can agree with that. Yeah. It was but just, once, once you got to the ending, though, for me, Control, once you get to the ending, it was just like, really? That's kind of how I felt with that. It scratched a particular itch, and I'm glad it did, but it wasn't one of those games that I was like, oh, I have to play this. Yeah, 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 I get you. You know what the thing is, though, is that it wasn't until after the fact, after I sat down and went, huh, that ending, I kind of feel like it <laughs> lifted me up to some place, and it just went, here you go. Exactly. <laughs> As opposed to, yeah, 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 yeah! You know, it's just eh. What? Well, wait for chapter kind of, two. It's coming. It kind out. of felt like it opened the door. It was like, all right, you're you you've made it through the door, and you've arrived. So it was a Stephen King novel. Is it yeah, a Stephen yes. King novel? A lot you like a what? Stephen King novel. That that's that is a very good comparison. Yes, that's that's fantastic. It would be really hard to to have an ending that met the same level all the way through the game. I mean, they. Uh, the I walked up, the path. Good. What's that? Uh, the, of the buildup, just the story was that good that would you feel yeah. 
Yeah, the, it'd be hard to come up with an ending that would do it justice. That would do it absolute justice. When I replay it, I'm actually going to try to replay it in one go. Probably to impossible see, to see how it feels. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna once I forget enough about the game, <laughs> probably next year. Yeah. Um, yep. I'm in. I'll have the DLCs by then. I'm just gonna sit down, play it again, and hopefully it will blow me away the way I think it should have. When I got to the ending, it was at the end of a of a day of playing because mm-hmm. I didn't feel it as strongly as you did. Though I do agree with you, it's just such a weird ending. You're ramping up, ramping up, ramping up, and then it's just like, okay, you're right at the penultimate moment. Here, we're going to do something standard and and whatever because, <laughs> you know, exactly. Because if I think if they had continued ramping it up, there would be like. 17 more hours to that game. And I think they were just like, come on, guys, let's wrap it up. We got DLC to make. That's going to be the 17 more hours right there. I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited about the DLC. There's, you know, what's funny. Okay, here we are. We're talking about how excited we got about games as a kid. Not only did we talk about that, but we're talking about games that we've talked about before. And we're still getting excited Excited about those games. About those games. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. You know what? You know what I'm really waiting for? And it, I don't think it's been released or or, or announced. Or I'm really, I really want a new Witcher game because I just got into Witcher this summer. Oh, yeah. The first time I played it was Witcher Three, and I'm just like, oh my god, that game was fucking phenomenal. I think CD Projekt Red is full steam into Cyberpunk. So yeah, oh, yeah. but I think there has been talk. I think there has been talk that there won't be another Witcher game because they're done telling his story. But there are still, hold on, there are still stories to be told in that universe. Okay, well, that makes sense. And they're working it, but CD Projekt Red really takes a lot of time between games. And like Ken said, they're really focusing on Cyberpunk, which is a game I am ridiculously excited for. I am not so much. I'm excited for it in the context of how I'd be excited for games that are coming out. Which is not excited for it. So no, I am excited for it, but I'm very restrained in my excitement. Yeah. I'm more excited because in the uh, role playing game space, Shadowrun has been so dominant, uh, and so it's cyberpunk with swords and sorcery. And I'm just like, I really hate elves in general. <laughs> kind of re- reining it back to more, uh, you know, just people doing stuff, and there and there's a cyberpunk world. So, well, guys. I'm going to I'm going to say I think I think uh that's good for this week. We we've uh we could go on about games that excite us and uh we have. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh thanks to you listener for listening to us. Don't forget our sponsor uh Nordable VPN educational for all, software. All your book needs or Yeah, your private books, uh your incognito mode books. See, now I'm going to have to record a proper Nordable uh <laughs> Nordable bumper. <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh, hey, awesome. thanks so much. We'll uh, we'll catch you next time on the Lunch Crew Gaming Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.